The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 187th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week is unfolding today and really throughout the week, watching the NFL transactions uh, heating up. Uh, breaking news just in the past couple of hours with Brandon Marshall from the Chicago Bears being traded to the New York Jets, which is a huge story. The ripple effects are gigantic. You have to start with the quarterback situation, number one. How's he going to get along with uh, the quarterback in New York? Is it going to be Geno Smith or are they going to bring somebody in? What does this mean for Percy Harvin? Uh, you know, it's just going to be, uh, affecting both franchises pretty dramatically. As most of you probably know, Brandon Marshall and Jay Cutler, you know, have a longstanding relationship. They, they get each other and, uh, now, you know, that's over unless maybe the jets are going to go after Jay Cutler. You never know. I uh, just, that just crossed my mind as we speak. I'm a big fan of Brandon Marshall. I really am. Uh, I thought the work he did on Showtime inside the NFL this year, where he really became the first active athlete to ever do anything quite like that, meaning uh, be in the media while still being an active athlete. Uh, I thought he was just fantastic, uh, to put it mildly. Uh, He was insightful, funny, uh, articulate, uh, honest, and just really, uh, I thought it was groundbreaking stuff, uh, to say the least. Now he'll be in New York city, the media capital of the world, uh, a mere two hours North of Mount Laurel, New Jersey, NFL films headquarters where inside the NFL is filmed at, 
So he can now just uh, drive down the New Jersey Turnpike or the Garden State Parkway, whichever one it is, uh, for his weekly show. And uh, as opposed to, you know, flying in and out from Chicago. So I, I just think this is a massive move and one worth, uh, you know, one worth really seeing the effects it's going to have. I think they're going to be far reaching both for the Jets and for the Bears. Um, that wasn't the only news of the day. Reggie Wayne, the future Hall of Famer from the Indianapolis Colts, spent his whole career there. Sound familiar? Uh, like a certain quarterback number 18 that we know. Uh, he was released. And uh, so we'll see what happens with him. He did not have a great year last year. Had some injuries. Had injuries the last couple of years. That's what happens when you get older. Sad to say. Um, so, uh, huge move, but I, I'm guessing somebody's going to pick him up. Uh, he's a dedicated worker, so if anything, anybody can uh, suck it up and get back head and healthy, uh, working out, what have you, uh, it's Reggie Wayne. Yesterday, right here in my backyard of uh, 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium, uh, Vince Wilfork, Patriots announced they were not going to pick up the option. Uh, that's it. Vince Wilfork is now a free agent. Uh, a little bit sad here in that he is, uh, other than Tom Brady, he was the only Patriot player to have won a Super Bowl prior to this year. So that now leaves Brady as the only player uh, on the team that has won a Super Bowl previous to this year. Uh, it's pretty remarkable when you think about it. Um, so Vince will definitely get picked up, too, obviously. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew retired yesterday. That was interesting. Um, you know, he was a big-time player down in Jacksonville for years. You know, he went to Oakland Raiders, and, boy, he just fell off the map last year. I didn't even realize till this morning when I saw the news and read his statistics from last year how uh, – how, you know, bad a year he really had. And uh, so I found that fascinating. Had no idea. Andre Johnson from the Houston Texans, apparently seeking to get out uh, of Texans. He is their all-time leading receiver, um, the, literally the foundation of that franchise. Uh, apparently he was told uh, his role might be diminished this year. He immediately said he'd like to be traded, uh, and that's where we're at at this point. But we are talking just massive moves, more importantly, massive names, which is, of course, Brandon Marshall, Reggie Wayne, Vince Wilfork, Andre Johnson, uh, all in play, uh, so to speak. Well, not, not Marshall because he was traded, but Vince Wilfork, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson in play to sign with other teams as we speak. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. Big names. That leads into my bizarre story of the week, which is sticking with the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles reportedly trading LaShawn McCoy to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, a true shocker. Uh, as big a shocker as we've had since they traded Deshaun Jackson to the Washington Redskins uh, last year. What's bizarre about it is just trying to figure out what Chip Kelly, and I'm a big fan of his, 
And he's clearly one of the most innovative offensive minds uh, in all of football at any level, college or pro. But what is he trying to do exactly by trading literally two of the most dynamic offensive players in the NFL, period? You know, Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy. Uh, And, you know, let's not forget last year that the Eagles collapse really was epic. Kind of slipped under the radar for whatever reason. Haven't really figured figured out why. But it did. I mean, they started off fast um, and then really ended badly and did not make the playoffs. So, you know, uh, I just think that this is a fascinating situation to watch down there in Philadelphia. I'm sure Philadelphia Talk Radio this week was uh, awesome to listen to. They seem divided. Uh, Half are happy with it, half aren't. But... Uh, frankly, I'm a little sad in that I'm a Pennsylvania boy, as all you listeners know. LaShawn McCoy played uh, in central Pennsylvania high school ball. He was the legend, uh, played near Harrisburg, got injured his senior year. Pitt and Dave Wanstead stuck to their commitment uh, when they were, when they, along with every other college in America, was recruiting him. But after he got injured, Wanstead and Pitt stuck with the commitment. He went there, obviously had a tremendous career at Pitt, goes to the Eagles, has had a tremendous career there two years ago. He was just uh, obviously the leading rusher in the NFL and just a game changer in every way. So it's just kind of uh, uh, sad uh, because LaShawn McCoy has basically played every down of his illustrious career uh, playing for a Pennsylvania team. Now that's over. Although I will say uh, Buffalo is not too far from Pennsylvania, so uh, uh, I guess it'll still be in driving distance from home. But I just found that pretty bizarre, to say the least. That leads into my low light of the week, which is uh, more breaking news this morning, literally within the last hour or two, that... Uh, that Jim Beheim has been suspended for nine games, which uh, is a lot, apparently, in uh, the world of college basketball. It looks like some scholarships will be lost, some postseason, you know, opportunities will be lost uh, for a postseason ban of sorts. Um, But it's really... uh, the reason given by the NCAA is multiple infractions over the past eight years. Let's not forget, Jim Beheim is one of the winningest college basketball coaches of all time. I think he might be number two behind Coach K now. And uh, he's an icon. Uh, he has been, for many decades, Syracuse basketball, which has been a player for many decades. And... Uh, so, yeah, just really uh, pretty crazy. There's obviously been a lot going on up there in Syracuse around their uh, basketball program for the past few years. There was some, uh, you know, allegations against an assistant coach in the wake of the Joe Paterno scandal. Um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, 
been around for a while, but today's the day where the NCAA put down the hammer. And uh, so, pretty fascinating news on Jim Beheim, to say the least. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, John. Just a little cool weather here in South Alabama, but everything's going well. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm sure it's still a little warmer than here. 
but it looks, I know, I, I, I'm not going to get into it today. I, I can't talk about it anymore, the, the snow and the cold. But let's just say that it does appear that uh, it's all about to break, finally, tomorrow uh, and Sunday into the 40s, plus daylight savings time. And I'm thinking our winter of discontent may be having its last gasp. And it's about time, for gosh sakes, it's, it's March 6th. Yeah. So, I'm hoping so for y'all, John. I sure am. Yeah, it has just been, uh, yeah, just too much to bear, uh, to put it mildly. But let's not do a weather report today. We've done enough of them uh, in this horrible, horrible, epic winter. Um, but I ended the previous segment talking about Jim Beheim getting suspended Uh and the program being penalized as well by the NCA. All this has gone down the last few hours. And uh, just wanted to get your thoughts. It's, you know, it's a big deal. You know, Jim, Jim Beheim is the second winningest coach in men's basketball history. And uh, there's been a lot going on around that program for a few years, uh, as we all know. But today the hammer came down. Just wanted to get your thoughts. I think it was uh, quite a big hammer, John. Yeah, came down I agree. The program, uh, <laughs> if you had, had a rate of me, just not like you're tapping in a little nail there. You were really coming in with full force. Sledgehammer. Correct. That's a good way to put it, John. Absolutely. Punish the coach when he's not going to be with his team for, I guess, it's nine, nine conference games and, and they can't be on the road recruiting and they're losing scholarships. They hit him in quite a few areas. Yeah, plus a postseason ban of sorts, I believe. They, they, now let's just uh, clarify that Syracuse self-imposed a ban on themselves where they just a, a month or two ago just said, you know, they were not going to go play in the postseason this year. But I believe this there was also an additional postseason restrictions as well, if I'm not mistaken. It's tough to, I haven't, you know, gathered all the exact penalties because it's a fairly long list. <laughs> yeah, John, and I, you know, there's also the financial penalty, the, the vacating of wins. And so they came at them from every aspect of the program to, you know, it's, kind of, it's a severe penalty, I believe. So those are severe penalties. Yeah, well, I did hear, and in a way I'm glad, <laughs> that uh, I guess the wins for the 2003 national championship will not be vacated. The championship championship itself will not be vacated. And that makes me happy for the very simple reason of they held the first round here in Boston. I was at those games with Syracuse winning. Of course, they had a freshman by the name of Carmelo Anthony. And, you know, like all sports fans, I was always, I was thrilled to see him run to the title and, be able to say that I was there when it all began, those first two games here in Boston. And uh, so that's going to remain intact. I guess it's, again, it really is an eight-year situation that goes back, back to, what, 2005, 2006. So nonetheless, uh, pretty crazy situation. Uh, again, you, you know, that they would, again, drop the hammer on truly a legendary coach and the legendary program that he built. Yeah, John, and, and the, the the fact that it, it touches all, all these uh, various aspects of the program, uh, I, I can't recall uh, the basketball program 
being hit with so many, uh, you know, uh, punitive damages uh, in the past. I mean, it, it's just remarkable how they they looked at Syracuse, and like you say, it's one of the mainstays in college basketball, and they came up with all these sanctions. To, to, you know, to, uh, it really kind of cripples them in the next coming years, I believe. I mean, they have this strong reputation, but uh, it kind of undercuts your manpower on the court itself, and it just damages your entire reputation as a coach and one of the wingest of all time, as you said. And so it, 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 was, uh, it was surprising. It really was. Yeah, well, let's not, uh, you know, forget about the fact that, you know, I've always been amazed that they can, you know, build have built that program, uh, you know, with the weather up there uh, as a huge negative, but that's somewhat balanced off by the fact of playing in the Carrier Dome, which is really a football stadium, is a huge positive, uh, 30, 40,000 fans for any given game. And uh, But, you know, I, I wonder if now, you know, with, with this, uh, it might be, Getting more difficult for Syracuse going forward because it's 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 not Miami, shall we say? Right, and and also the school. I, I think I read they they might appeal some of the charges, and they will allow Coach Beheim to appeal the charges where he is mentioned. Interesting. Well, that will bear watching and sticking with college basketball, but moving into more positive matters. Uh, and something I'm sure you'll appreciate and maybe uh, even miss. Uh, I'm getting ready for a big American Athletic Conference week ahead here where I'm going down on Monday to cover the women's postseason basketball championship game. Uh, it will most likely be UConn, obviously, against someone. Uh, the UConn juggernaut continues, so I just cannot wait. It's at Mohegan Sun, a place you and I know well from your days here in Connecticut. Uh, so looking forward to that. And then on Thursday, six days from now, I'm heading back to Connecticut, Hartford, uh, your old stomping grounds, and uh, covering the first day of the men's basketball tournament. So I'm very excited for that as well. So, you know, a lot of energy, you know, a lot of uh you know, either jockeying for position or actual conference, uh, you know, championships getting underway. Uh, it's here, March Madness. It's March 6th, and although it's not March Madness, the tournament, uh, the prelude to the tournament is really underway this weekend. So I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, Connecticut is the basketball capital of the world, period. And so to be able to cover two separate tournaments both featuring UConn teams, uh, men's and women's, is very exciting. Yeah, John, you're going to see the top-level basketball on the women's side with uh, Connecticut, the number one Absolutely. team in the country. And uh, I don't know if there's any team in that conference that could really uh, give them a, a competitive game on their way to another, another championship conference, uh, tournament championship. And on the men's side, it'll be competitive, and the out outcome is uh, unknown at, at this point. I don't think there's a clear favorite that uh, you'll have an opportunity to see. 
I know SMU is a good team, and you know that that conference has always had good representatives in the NCAA tournament. And I'm sure this year will be no different. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see Larry Brown. Of course, SMU looks to be the number one seed. I assume that's going to hold. I watched that Memphis at UConn game last night. Really fascinating ending. Memphis won. Close game. And uh, Ryan Boatwright had the ball in his hands with a few seconds to go, but did not get off a good shot at all. So Memphis pulled an upset of sorts at at Gamble. Uh, And, you know, got me excited. I mean, the stage is set. And uh, so I think that's just going to be, you know, a lot of fun to watch. And... uh, you know, I, I really just cannot wait. And that brings me to my next subject, Kentucky basketball. You know, I watched that Georgia game the other night. You're the SEC expert. Uh, and I've seen this a couple times, especially with LSU a few weeks back, another SEC game. But, you know, Kentucky looked dead in the water midway through the second half, down nine with, I believe, nine minutes to go. And through a combination of, and this was LSU and let the other night against Georgia where Belichick and Charles Barkley were in attendance. So that tells you all you need to know about the importance of the game. But, uh, (laughs) you know, Kentucky, it's equally split between Kentucky, you know, playing well, coming back, showing its spectacular talent combined with, you know, the team that has the lead, be it Georgia or LSU, you know, frankly, you know, giving it up and, and just simply, you know, uh, afraid of the big moment, for lack of a better way of saying it. You, you know, not able to finish, however you want to put it. And, you, you know, those two factors playing out at the same time over the course of the last six, seven, eight minutes of a game has kept Kentucky undefeated. They're now 30-0. and And AP, I think it's shaping up to be one of the big stories of the year. I mean, I, I salivate when I think of the NCAA basketball tournament with an undefeated Kentucky team. I think it will elevate the interest, if that's possible, to, you know, new levels. I mean, we haven't seen this since 1976 with, uh, you know, Bob Knight's Indiana team. Uh, You know, not that we haven't seen undefeated teams going for it, but uh, Indiana was the last team to finish the job, I believe. Yeah, John, you're correct. Indiana, 1976, they were a fabulous team, and they were able to uh, finish undefeated and, and beat their Arch rival actually Michigan in the championship game, but when you, but when you look at Kentucky, they they don't even have to play their best game necessarily, and they can still come out on top. You know they're so good defensively, and uh, you know Georgia had that that lead and uh, second half lead, uh, but they cannot withstand Kentucky's uh, comeback. So when you're gonna if you're gonna beat Kentucky, it's gonna be sustained. Through the entire game, you can't have any lapses. Uh, you can't have any dry spells offensively, and you, and you have to play them tough and contest every shot, every possession, just to just to be even with them, just to have a chance at the end. I believe I, if somebody does beat uh, the Wildcats, I, I think it'd be a close score. Yeah, and I mean they're really uh, you know they're a celebrity team, and they always have been. They're you know one of the the Notre Dame of basketball, so to speak. And, uh, you know, Ashley Judd was also in attendance in addition to Belichick and uh, Charles Barkley. So, you know, 
they're fun to watch. They're interesting. The more I watch them, the more I'm, I'm learning to appreciate them. And just to put into context the historical significance, you mentioned Indiana beating Michigan for the national championship in 1976 to complete an undefeated season under Bob Knight. I remember exactly where I was watching that game. I mean, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan or whatever. Or, you know, I didn't grow up in Indiana, but, you know, you remember things like that. For the, that, That's how important it is in sports history. So the mere thought that we could see this again is really uh, something, you know, that I'm starting to get on board with big time. Yeah, I, I really believe Kentucky has a chance to go into the uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're playing the SEC tournament there in Nashville, which will be, you know, University of Kentucky uh, with a branch in Tennessee on, on those days. Uh, those tickets will be very difficult to come by. And uh, no matter where Kentucky plays the NCAA tournament, especially this year, this just doesn't happen uh, every year, every decade, you know, every century, let's say, right? So the Kentucky people will be out in force. And, you know, defensively, they play so well. They're so long and athletic. That that's what leads me to believe that they have an excellent chance because they're going to have a game where their offense is not producing and you have to rely on your strong defense and Kentucky's at the top of the list uh, on that side of the court. So that, that's what leads me to believe that there's an excellent chance that Kentucky can finally, uh, you know, reach that pinnacle of going undefeated and to plant Indiana from the 1976 year where they went undefeated and were perfect. Absolutely. And just to, you know, bring it full circle, uh, your reference to blue, big blue nation showing up in Nashville. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I went down to see Kentucky play. They played Penn state actually at Mohegan sun arena in November for a tournament. And, you know, so I got to witness in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun Casino Arena, uh, Big Blue Nation, and it was awesome. It was impressive, and then I attended John Calipari's post-game press conference. So, you know, uh, they're a sight to behold. They just are. You know, they're just really, uh, you know, it's fun to be around uh, an iconic program like that in any sport. It just is. Yeah, it's always fun, and they're very knowledgeable fans, and they're interesting to talk to about all the former Kentucky teams and and that, that big blue nation. I mean, John, just to give you an idea how faithful they are, I remember just this is another sport, but the first time they had been to a bowl game since Coach Bryant was there in the 50s was in 76 at Peach Bowl. They bought 25,000 people there to Atlanta. So if, when they get on board, and they're excited about their team, it's overwhelming. It truly is, absolutely. Well, great perspective, AP, given your SEC expertise and Kentucky expertise for that matter. But now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to play some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will again be AP Stedham sticking around for a third segment. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
Lockdown Coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we were talking a little college basketball in the previous segment. It's March. Madness awaits. Uh, But uh, just because it's March doesn't mean that uh, all is quiet on the college football front either. And uh, I know you're aware of... uh, uh, of some news on that front, both uh, on the rules side as well as uh, some pro days. Yeah, John, there there was a, a rule proposed uh, to have ineligible receivers who aren't engaged with defenders uh, would have been allowed to move only one yard past the line of scrimmage on passing plays. Uh, currently, it's, it's three yards, and there were some coaches who were in favor of changing that rule, but the but the playing rules oversight panel they tabled the proposal um, to you know to continue further discussion. I think the spread offenses coaches they they were not in favor of changing that rule, of course, because it allowed the offensive linemen to get downfield uh, up to three yards and engage in contact. So that was something that was tabled, and I'm sure they're very happy. Interesting. Well, never a dull moment. And I think we have some pro days that have already started. I know some are looming. If I'm not mistaken, Auburn just had a pro day recently. Uh, And, you know, from Alabama to Florida State to UConn, uh, pro days are now coming up uh, both in before and in conjunction with, you know, spring practices, which are right around the corner as well. 
Yeah, John, there's some pro days coming up that uh, I, I should be attending. Uh, Alabama is actually the 11th of March, and normally all 32 teams are in attendance. And, and this year, uh, Alabama had 11 people at the combine, so I don't see there's any reason why it won't be a 32 that will show up in Tuscaloosa next Wednesday to check on all the players and get more insight and, and see them up close and personal on that day. Uh, another possibility is uh, I know UConn has their pro day at San Florida State March 31st. So since I'm down in this neck of the woods, I'll be trying to get over to Tallahassee. And I'll and, try to get to UConn. We'll have it covered. Yeah, you'll, you'll be at one side I'll be, and I'll be at the other. So we'll have that covered. Exactly. So, but, but, but it's always interesting to visit with some of the scouts and talk to those uh, people about what's going on in the league and how they view the different programs and, and talk to them about prospects. Always interesting, to say the least. Uh, as we well know, there are no... Uh, there, there's no off months anymore in, in the world of football, college or NFL for that matter, which takes us, you know, to the NFL. Um, big time breaking news today. And, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall traded to the Jets. Uh, Reggie Wayne cut Vince Wilfork. That's, that was this morning. You know, yesterday, Vince Wilfork, Patriots declined to pick up his option. Maurice Jones-Drew, two days ago, retired. Cooking over the course of the last week, Andre Johnson from the Texans, basically seeking a trade after being told he would have a diminished role. And then really, what I what was my bizarre story of the week, which was, you know, the Eagles trading LaShawn McCoy to the Bills. Sad for me as a Pennsylvania guy, since uh, every down of football that, LaShawn McCoy's ever played has been for a team in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, high school in Harrisburg, college at Pitt, NFL with the Eagles. And, you know, bizarre in that he, uh, you know, Chip Kelly, the offensive guru of all offensive gurus has now in the past two years, two years in a row traded the two of the most dynamic offensive players in all of football, which I find pretty fascinating. Yeah, John. I mean, he seems to try to make it the Oregon of the East, I guess. Is there eight or nine uh, ducks on the team or will be? And uh, to trade someone like uh, McCoy, that was kind of an interesting move since he's a, he's a back that's really elusive. And so he must have something in mind uh, to bring to the Eagles organization because the entire uh, welfare of the of the program is on his shoulders now that he's making all these moves or something head south. They're not going to look to any other, to the general manager or any team president. It's going to be really his, his show. It is. Absolutely. It is the Chip Kelly show. He was in a power struggle, uh, you, you know, a few months back he won it. And now it is truly, you know, his show. And, and frankly, I'm fine with that. I mean, you know, you know, I'm not overly disputing the moves. Uh, again, my only, you know, sadness is that again he won't be playing football in the state of Pennsylvania because he was truly, uh, you know, a spectacular player throughout his career. A high school 
legendary high school player. But let me move on and run this one by you. You know, Jay Cutler's future in Chicago is obviously a very hot, sizzling topic. But now with Brandon Marshall, who I like, traded to the Jets. We all know the Jets quarterback situation. Uh, just as this has unfolded over the last couple of hours and just stories I'm seeing here in the last few minutes, it looks like the Bears are about to make his, the decision soon by Tuesday, but that everybody seems to know that Cutler's available. I can't help but wonder, is Jay Cutler headed to the New York Jets? What do you think? Yeah, You know, John, sometimes you, you need to just a brand-new start. Correct. And, and I, I think if there's a place that he can uh, try out, you know, his expertise, uh, the New York Jets, they're, they're looking for a better situation at quarterback. So, and if you can ever, uh, you know, recover your, your career and play better, the, the New York Jets fans will love you. And the city of New York will totally embrace you. But it is the toughest stage. That is the only drawback, John. They're, they're not going to have much patience. I mean, you're a quarterback 31 years old and been in the league a long time, they're, and they're looking, they're hungry for a winner. They're, you're not going to have much uh, leeway to have any missteps, so you'd be, you, you know you have to be ready. But having having your own receiver in in town that should help it. That should ease the transition. Yeah, and let's just take a moment to explain that you know Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, two of the more interesting personalities in the NFL by any standard, both unique, uh, just have this long-standing relationship as friends generally effective until last year as far as quarterback to receiver um you know they're they're a fascinating duo they've tended to be a bit of a package deal haven't played them all you know all their games together brandon marshall was with the dolphins of course as well but they were together in denver they were together in chicago they've certainly had their moments and again, I can't overstate this enough. They are two of the more interesting personalities, not just in the NFL, but in all of sports by any standard. Yeah, I mean, they've been at two other, with two other um, franchises. So it's maybe like a natural that he's going to follow Brandon Marshall to the New York Jets. And they've had success in the past. So that would be one area that would be uh, in favor of bringing color to the to the Jets, and uh, you know the, the Jets had the other receiver from Denver they brought in last year. So at least you have some weapons uh, now, and, and Jay Cutler would have a new start, and and maybe the Jets fans would embrace uh, this the quarterback from Chicago. I mean Chicago is a big city. I'm not saying that you know he hasn't been in a big city with a lot of media, but but there's something different about being in New York, John. Exactly. Well said. Bottom line, you know, I see, I can see Jay Cutler in New York. I, I just see his personality, which is, again, enigmatic, uh, being like yeah, interesting. And really, you know, I'm classifying this under the, you know, I'm neither a fan nor not a fan, but you and I and all other media members like players who make sports more interesting. And there is no question that Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall make sports more interesting. And if they put them in New York together with that franchise, 
I think it could be a lot of fun. And now I extrapolate to, you know, here I am up here in Foxborough, the AFC East, and all of a sudden we got Brandon Marshall for sure. Uh, maybe Percy Harvin, who knows, with the Jets. We have, you know, LaShawn McCoy and Rex Ryan now with the Bills. I think it's going to be a fun year. <laughs> yeah. There, Throw, there, 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 there's some combative personalities that you just mentioned there, uh, John. So, yeah, it would be uh, quite interesting to, for people to watch that that those that trio of Team Buffalo and Jets and, and, of course, the Patriots. Um, it, it, you know, having uh, Cutler in New York, you know, he's not a, a shrinking violet. Correct. He, he he just he he sticks to his guns, shall we say? And uh, don't know if he'd be too psyched to come to the AFC East because his last visit to Foxborough was not a good one, as they uh, lost fifty-one to something. And uh, but it is fascinating to think about. You, you know, it'd be fun to throw Jay Cutler into the mix, and we've already we're already having some fun because Brandon Marshall is now in the mix, and I'm a big fan. I, I thought what he did on Showtime as we close out this segment, by the way, was fabulous, groundbreaking stuff. And I thought he was an excellent, excellent media personality on inside the NFL. He fit right in. <laughs> he sure did, AP. And uh, with that said, why don't we take our last break? I know you're sticking around on the other side and a few more things to cover. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter? You can find us at Voice America TRN.
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Before A.P. and I get started, uh, after binge-watching Netflix's House of Cards last weekend, as I said I would on last week's show, watch the whole season, all 13 episodes. My pick of the week for appointment viewing this weekend is really just college basketball, both teams setting themselves up for postseason positioning or actual postseason conference championships getting underway for both men and women. It's just uh, nonstop all weekend long. Should be fun, and that will just lead us right into uh, NCAA March Madness and the tournament, which is just going to be awesome, especially uh, if Kentucky continues undefeated. But AP, sticking with basketball and the NBA... Russell Westbrook has been doing things here this week and in recent weeks that is just we haven't seen before, setting, tying and setting records for triple-doubles. He didn't have a triple-double last night, but he dropped in 40, and, uh, and he had what I think is the play of the year for me the other night where he uh, went coast-to-coast, coast, only dribbled five times, and then just elevated around the foul line and tomahawk dunked with both hands. It was as athletic a play as I have seen literally in years. I think it's the highlight of the year so far in basketball. Yeah, John, he has been on a roll. I mean, month of February is Western Conference Player of the Month. He's the MVP at the All-Star Game. I mean, he's been playing, you know, Kevin Durant's hurt. So his average, his his stat line in in February, 31 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, The 6'3 guard, that's an incredible. And when you mention Michael Jordan in the same breath, when you have the four triple doubles in a row, uh, that's quite significant. Uh, And he's been spectacular all year. He really has been, and, uh, you know, what he's done the last week, by the way, has been, well, wearing a mask, a la Rip Hamilton. Uh, he had a, a facial injury sustained in a game recently, so, you know, he's just, uh, you know, a man on a mission. You know, he's, he's a fascinating character. I mean, he's been, you know, in the shadow of Kevin Durant for a while, but, you know, uh, but clearly a, a strong number two by any standard. And uh, again, he, you know, he, he has showed us flashes. It's not like this is coming out of the clear blue. We've seen uh, you know, some Russell Westbrook uh, amazing plays for the last few years now. But the role he is on right now is really just... Uh, something special to watch. It truly is. I mean, these things don't happen every day. So while they're going on, it's really important to enjoy them. And there's, there's certainly, it's certainly going on with him right now. John, and I also forgot to mention the legendary Oscar Robertson. Westbrook is the first player since the big O to average 31, nine and 10 for a month. 
literally 10 games played. So when you say Michael Jordan and Oscar Robinson, those are the two greatest players of all time, you know, uh, so what he's done, you just don't see it every year. Well, exactly. And that's why you just can't overstate it because I'm seeing, you know, graphs on ESPN and whatnot where he's, you know, you mentioned Oscar Robertson and Michael Jordan, of course, but, you know, I've seen some graphs where he's doing things like with, you know, that Will Chamberlain hasn't done or is one of the on the short list as being the only types of players who have done it. So, you know, we're in rarefied air when you're getting, uh, you know, shown in graphics with Will Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson and Michael Jordan, which is exactly what Russell Westbrook uh, is doing here in the last couple of weeks, and really, really since the All Star Game, and you know, it just brings the the, the greater point uh, of it's time for OKC to win a win a championship. I realize they're fighting just to get in the playoffs, given injuries, just to be the eight seed, the final seed. But that said, you know, you wonder how long these two are going to stick around in Oklahoma City. They did make it to the finals, lost to LeBron in the Heat. But, you know, and you hear this chatter out there, you know, these guys, uh, you know, with the ascension of Westbrook now, and I mean, it's one and one a with Durant, you know, and they made some moves, got people like Kendrick Perkins in there um, or no, excuse me. He, he used to be there, but he went to the Cavs, but you know, they made their own moves. And, you know, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to like, again, recognizing they're going to come in as the eight seed. But, you know. There's a sense of urgency that this team, if they're going to win it, they need to win it now, and this could be the year. Yeah, John, you only have so much time when when the players are at their peak, and uh, you know they've they've been to the playoffs many times, and you, you you're starting to wonder, as you said, how long will they be together, and if it's going to be one year, why not this year? Exactly, and the thing with injuries, of course, is you know. Other than a bad thing, obviously, you know, the one, you know, potential silver lining, you never know how it's going to play out, is, uh, you know, that a superstar like Kevin Durant, you know, might come in and be rested as he heads down for the heads into the playoffs. And you cannot overstate that. You know, it's you don't see it much in basketball, you know, an eight-seat running to the title, for gosh sakes. But, you know, you do see it in hockey and things. You, you see it here and there. Um, and with those two, you know, I would think it is possible. Tremendously stiff competition, obviously, in the West uh, to even get out of the West. But I, I'm starting to get this feeling if they're both healthy, Durant and Westbrook, uh, they could – they, they could make things really interesting. At minimum, they're certainly the team nobody wants to play. Yeah, I, I would. I think that's a good category, John. The team no one wants to play. You're not sure if they're strong enough, but you sure don't want to test the the uh, resiliency of Durant and and the uh, West, Russell Westbrook together as a team, and they're on a mission to win that title because the clock is running on their careers in that city. Exactly. And you said it perfectly as we come to the end of the show. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to close the show by simply saying they look like men on a mission, and that's why uh, they have my attention right now. The two of them look like men on a mission. 
So we shall see. Well, AP, thank you so much, as always, for your expertise and perspective. And uh, here we go. It's going to be a fun month ahead. Can't wait. You too, John. Appreciate it very much. Look forward to next week. All right. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.